Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sobanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're doing another end-of-season wrap-up episode. We'll share our opinions on season three as a whole, discuss some of our favorite episodes and characters, and make predictions about what could be coming in season four. At the end, we will also have a spoiler section where we get into some storylines we're looking forward to in next season and beyond. For first-time viewers, we will warn you before we cross into spoiler territory so you can stop listening there. So season three, uh, we've talked about this before, (laughs) potentially best season of the series, so... Oh, absolutely. Definitely one of the best. I think anybody that I've even talked to has who has seen the show has probably always said that season three is one of their favorites. There's so many like, you know, season long plots that are so important to the rest of the show that it's like perfect. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I feel like anyone you ask is going to pick three, four or five as their favorite season. I feel like that's just the way it goes. And three is definitely mine, at least so far. Who knows if this rewatch will change it, but that's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, we'll definitely have to wait and see. I still, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to like four and five as well, but like they all just merge together so well, you know? Yeah. I will say that coming up with like our lists of like favorite innocents, favorite villains, and you know, all of those things was kind of difficult because I feel like a lot of them, we didn't even really have like innocence and villains. Like a lot of it was like coal based, you know, episodes and, and things like that, or just like storylines of them. So it was like hard to kind of find some things, you know? Yeah, definitely. And like some of them I had trouble deciding and I was like, uh, is this person a villain? I mean, they're an antagonist, so I'll put them on my villain list. Like, right. Yeah. (laughs) definitely a little difficult yeah so I guess let's start out with do you want to do favorite or strongest episodes first why don't we start with our favorites all right yeah let's start with our favorite episodes of the season so what did you put as your fifth favorite episode of the season my fifth favorite episode I put all hell breaks loose Ooh. okay why do you put fifth So I did love that episode a lot. Like, honestly, like, again, the order is so difficult for me to figure out. But it was just one that always makes me super emotional. And, like, so much happens in it. You know, Phoebe going to Cole and then, like, Rue's acting in that episode. Just absolutely phenomenal. Same with Piper. Like, even Leo when he broke down. Like, I just love the emotional ones. And that one was definitely up there for me. Yeah, no, I put All Hell Breaks Loose at number two, so I really love that episode. Um, I actually started making my list before we recorded that episode, and I knew I was going to put it, but I had it a little lower, and then once I watched it, I was like, no, number two. Has to be up there. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I definitely had a hard time. Honestly, I was maybe switching four and five, but we'll see, you know? Yeah, but no, I did love that episode. That's why I ranked it number two. I thought it was one of the strongest of the season. I think it's really interesting to end on a cliffhanger. I mean, lots of shows do that, but Charmed has never done that before. So I really loved that moment for it. 
and like you said the acting in that episode is just so strong and oh my god absolutely it. yeah so what was your number five my number five was look who's barking really yeah I had that at number three did you okay so <laughs> so I put it because for me the storyline was a little detached but I do love the episode I love the banshee I love Phoebe transforming because we hadn't seen a transformation from one of the sisters in so long so I thought that was so fun plus like you were saying before there are so many ongoing demonic storylines it was nice to have like a genuine monster of the week episode Mm -hmm. so I really liked that aspect of it as well plus Prue turning into a dog and all the comedy of the episode so really strong episode for me yeah absolutely that's why I mean it was definitely a big one for me and another part that made it like which is actually when we get to our strongest episodes, I even had it here because it was one of the ones that another reason why I loved it. We got to see Piper kind of having to handle things on her own in that episode, which is like not something we get to see a lot. So we get like these different aspects for, you know, Prue and Phoebe being like something else and Piper having to be the control factor for once. Like everything about it just like worked, even though it was a little detached, just personally, it was one of the most enjoyable for me to watch, you know? Yeah, definitely. Right. All right. My number four, I put Coyote Piper. Did you? Yes. That um, one was, oh, was so hard. I was trying to figure out if I should put it on my list or not, and I actually didn't. All right. So the reason I put it, I love myself a Piper-centric episode. I love seeing Holly's skill in this episode, acting as another character. I thought it was so well done. And it's just really, really, really fun episode. Like, I feel like there are so many, like, heartbreaking episodes in season three that I had to put two of, like, the more comedic, more fun ones on my list. And Look Who's Barking and Coyote Piper were definitely it for me. Yeah, absolutely. If I had probably had a sixth, too, that one would be on there as my next because that one was a phenomenal episode for all the reasons that you said as well. Um, For my number four, I put san francisco yes because <laughs> you know me up there <laughs> you know how much i love that episode always have it's just not ever gonna change that episode is absolutely hilarious to me it's so much fun it's just like it's just very entertaining and i had to put it on the list you know yeah no i get you that's definitely another entertaining episode i mean i loved recording that episode i loved having our guest on like that was yeah. a really good time for me and it made me Not that I dislike the episode, but it made me enjoy the episode even more talking to you and like going into it, knowing that you loved that episode. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited and I'm glad it's on your list. Yeah. I knew it would be though. (laughs) Had to be. (laughs) What about number three? So number three, as I already said, I put look who's barking. Okay. So what is yours? Mine is all Hallowell's Eve. Really? As number three? Number three. Yeah. Wow, that's my number one. Ooh, okay. So All Hallowell's Eve, I love the aesthetic of it. I love the storyline. I love going back in time and kind of having this whole savior thing. I remember pointing out some plot holes, some inconsistencies, some issues with the episode. But like we were saying when we recorded it, like I love the overall story and I love that it told us that Cole and Phoebe were soulmates so I know I love so much about that one like it it was definitely 
not only do we learn about a lot about the history, but like just again, very entertaining. We get to see them go back in time and have to figure out how to save them without their powers, learn all these new tricks as witches. Cole's there. They birth the like, you know, Melinda Warren, the start of their um family line. So I just thought it was such an awesome episode and I absolutely loved it. So it was definitely my number one. Probably one of my favorites, like definitely my favorite to watch this season, I'd say. Yeah, it was definitely up there for me. I had to rate um, All Hell Breaks Loose a little higher as much as like, you know, I thought I would actually, I had a hard time deciding between two and three between those two episodes, but I ended up landing that way. And my number one, I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit, but. I already know what your number one is because it's my number two. (laughs) So what's your number two? The good, the bad, and the cursed. Yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it would be your number one. I had a feeling that it was going to be. I had it as my number two because it's just, oh, uh, my God. Absolutely love, love, love that episode. Yes. I mean, I'm a Western girly. Like, I'm drawn to that aesthetic so much. And I just love, like, like throw me a cheesy, like, absurdist Western and I'm in there. So you make that an episode charmed and I'm even happier. Like, I yeah. loved it. Oh yeah, you have to win. And we get to see Prue and Cole working together. Like it's just, and then like the Victor and Leo of it all. It was just so good. Everything about it. Yeah, there's just so many good dynamics in that episode. And plus we're prepping for the wedding. Like there's just so much going on and it's so fun and it's so entertaining. And I mean, I love the Bo and Isabel storyline of it too. Like I just think it's a really well done episode. Me too. It was beautiful honestly I had to have it up there too yeah all right so we generally had mostly a lot of the same things on there yeah and I will say if I had to have picked a sixth because this was an episode I was battling between putting on there I would have put sleuthing with the enemy as my honorable mention so that yep that one was also one that I was uh having difficulty deciding if I should put it on there or not didn't quite make the list but I know exactly why you yeah, would say that too. A lot of great Phoebe and Cole stuff, plus the Cole speech he gives in that episode broke my heart and made me cry, so I had to put it on there. So beautiful, exactly. <laughs> so now, do we want to do the strongest? Yeah, let's do the strongest episodes of the season. All right. So for my number ten, I put power outage. Ooh, okay. Why do you pick that one? Not on my list. No, I, I, you know, that was again one that I was like having difficulty with because there were so many important ones in the season, but a lot of them had the same general like things we're figuring out. This one I put as really strong because we got to see the connection of them as sisters. We got to see them split apart in a humane way, you know, and that like obviously separated their powers and then they still came together and like fought the demon like it was just it worked really well for me it felt like an important part they finally let out all these things that they were feeling I feel like it bonded them closer as sisters you know so I I thought it was kind of important I thought it was pretty strong you know what I agree with you and if I were redoing my list I might swap out what I put as number 10 with that episode yeah what'd you put yeah what I put was I put the honeymoons over 
So I put it because we have obviously the return of Piper and Leo and kind of that Mm -hmm. whole storyline of them having been gone for a while, Mm -hmm. setting up the idea that the elders don't want them together and they either have to break up or he gets reassigned. We have, of course, the introduction of Cole, who's going to be kind of our season long villain slash love interest. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of like really good Prue and Phoebe stuff coming together as sisters And I just really think that that episode, obviously, as the start to our season was important, but also as kind of like a continuing from season two. That's true. You know, what's weird. I actually didn't have that one on my list. But thinking about that, it definitely was an important one. It set up a lot of our plot line or, you know, season long plot lines. And I definitely see how that was very important, like very strong. Yeah. Yeah. What about number nine? What did you have? So for number nine, and kind of for the same reasons as number 10, I put Blinded by the White Lighter. Okay. Yeah. So I had that one on there because, again, this is like, they had to come together and this was without Leo. We got to see like the way things are supposed to be done according to up there and what they want. And we get to see the sisters like, again, work together, show different skill sets and qualities we even get to see piper practicing fighting which we never really get to see that they like kind of enhanced their powers they they worked really hard together it just like it felt like it was an episode that made them stronger you know so i thought it was pretty good yeah and of course entertaining entertainment wise we lose natalie they go up there and we get to see a little bit of that so i thought it was pretty good Yeah, no, I think that's a really great choice. I actually put Once Upon a Time, and I put it because I felt like it was kind of establishing more of our Balthazar plot. We get, of course, Piper arguing with the elders, fighting for her relationship with Leo in that one. We see kind of like the breakdown of her and her sisters trying to like bring her out of it and her almost losing an innocent because she's so turned off from magic at that point, but then ultimately accepting her role and then getting Leo back because she is able to accept that role as a charmed one. Exactly. All the reasons you just said, I actually had that as my number four. Ooh! Yeah, mine. that one was pretty up there for me for everything you just said. Like, we get to see such an emotional side of Piper and then her sisters being there for her. Like you said, her almost losing the innocent and then getting Leo back in the end. We get to see, you know, a, side, a little bit of Balthazar in that one. Like, it just was very, very strong altogether. Yeah, definitely. So what about your number eight? So for number eight, I put just harried. So obviously we have the aspect Piper and Leo finally tie the knot, right? Mm-hmm. But we also have the really nice moments between Victor and Patty, which I feel like further establishes them both as parents and as characters. We get more to see of their relationship and their dynamic. And then, of course, the Prue stuff. I mean, seeing how much Prue is struggling with these two sides of herself, always feeling like she needs to be that perfect witch, that perfect older sister. And then, of course, having that realization at the end that, like, she can't be all that. She needs to just find some balance in her life, which I think we see progress for the episodes that follow. Absolutely. That's... um... I had that as my number six, actually, just harried, because it was definitely very strong for same reasons, you know? Yeah. My number eight, I put the good, the bad, and the cursed. Okay. I had yeah. that as number six, so. Okay, yeah. I definitely, like, I saw it as very important. It's 
when Cole finally comes back and they begin this whole, um, you know, journey with him again. And this time he's like more a part of the family, but the truth is out there. And, you know, the whole, again, Victor and Leo of it all, we get to see the issues that they were having more information, you know, them prepping for the wedding and Phoebe almost not making it the emotion, seeing the old Western, like, plot line as well like it felt very strong like a strong story even though there were a couple maybe some holes in it and it wasn't too important for our season long stories I still felt like it was very strong in the plot that they had going on there you know so I just thought it was one of the stronger ones for sure yeah definitely and you know I had it a little higher up and part of that is probably my like personal love for the episode Mm -hmm. but I also like the way that it kind of begins our journey of like is Cole becoming good um Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of starts in that episode we also get to see a little bit more of kind of the way that the sisters deal with innocence and then how that affects Cole so I really liked that aspect of it too absolutely yeah how about um number seven number seven so I put Death Takes a Hallowell. Really? Okay. Not on my list, actually. So I thought it was really important to Prue's overall season storyline. I think we see a lot of growth in Prue, which I mean starts in Just Harried and continues in that episode. In learning to deal with grief and loss, I feel like Prue has been the one who keeps her emotions bottled up the most. And so we don't always think about the way it affects her other than these bursts of anger she has sometimes. So her learning that like death isn't the true evil in life and kind of to accept that in order to really live her life, she needs to move on, I think was a really important lesson for her. I also really liked seeing Cole again, continuing his am I going to be good storyline in that episode? And I really liked seeing the way that she interacted with her sisters when she did end up having to lose the innocent. Absolutely. You know, I mean, come to think of it, I think I may have just honestly forgotten about that one, but I definitely would have put that on my list if I had really thought about it, because like you said, it was very important for her, something that she's been struggling with all three seasons that we've seen so far, you know? So definitely an important one. I actually put Look Who's Barking. Okay. Uh, I know it was more of like, it could be more of the entertaining side, but I still found it to be a very, very strong episode, like all around. Like I said, the whole Piper of it all, having to figure it out and Leo kind of being the one that's there for her and doing for her what she needs in order to like save her sisters. And then just the emotion between like, Phoebe and Cole and we like Phoebe finally realizing that like oh maybe he you know maybe I was wrong to give up on him and like learning what happened the truth that happened with um Raynor like the truth about all of that so to me it felt very strong and then again of course we get to see that emotion between them and I just think that they have such such amazing chemistry that it's it just nailed it for me you know yeah I think honestly if I had to pick like a number 11 and a number 12 power outage and look who's barking would be those two right there absolutely so for number six as we already talked about I put just Harry and you put which one the good the the bad and the cursed yes okay what about your number five so for number five I put the demon who came in from the cold okay yeah all right why's that 
So I put that one because one, it's setting up our two-parter, which I think is important. And I'll mention that exit strategy is my number four. So I have them as five and four. Uh I think that that episode really establishes Cole's struggle and also is really key to the Cole and Phoebe relationship, as well as setting up the potential for Belthazor once again, potentially being our big bad of the season, which obviously we've seen the entire season now. He really isn't. But we do get kind of that buildup that he could be in that episode. And I just really enjoyed seeing the way that Phoebe continues to fight for her relationship. Prue supports her sister. We've seen so much growth in their relationship from where they were at when Prue found out that Phoebe lied about vanquishing Cole to Prue doing everything she can to help Phoebe and Cole. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it as well. Absolutely. I think that if I, because I actually don't have those two on my list because it was so hard to narrow down for me, the top 10, but I was thinking about how important those were for the whole Cole and Phoebe aspect and everything you're saying. If I had to put like two more, it would be those for sure. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have those ones. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, I guess since I'm talking about them kind of as a pair for why I chose exit strategy, I put it obviously because It's the breakdown of the relationship, which has been so central to Phoebe's season-long plotline. It is Cole finally choosing a side, which is evil, after we saw him wanting to pick good in the last episode. We see that there's kind of this brotherhood of evil that gets introduced and becomes a really interesting aspect to carry out the last few episodes of the season. So I definitely, yeah, so that's why I put those as five and four. What did you put for five? Uh, I actually, I put sleuthing with the enemy. Okay. Yeah. That I have as my number two, so. Do you? Okay, yeah. I thought it was a very, very strong episode all around. I mean, they finally find out, like, this is where they first find out the truth about Cole. And we get to see him, like, completely struggling with who he is and, like, dying and Leo having to save him and then, you know, realizing, okay, he's the bad guy. And then the whole, like, God, like you said, the um, the whole speech from Cole at the end before Phoebe, like, fakes his death is just so beautiful. And then, like, you kind of see a glimpse of that regret in her at the end and her trying to have to hide that from her sisters. Like, all around, just a great, great episode. And it shows, like, it kind of sets us up for a slight disconnect that they have in the next couple episodes with Phoebe and they don't quite understand why, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought it was so, so great. Yeah. Uh, what about for number three? For number three, I put Prewitched. Okay. Yeah. Not on my list. Really? I know. I, I battled with it, but yeah, it's not on my list. Yeah, no, I, I put that one on my list because despite some plot holes like it's like with Piper and not having Jeremy around I know we discussed some of those things however I do still feel like it was a very strong episode in the sense that we get a lot of background about Grams and what happened before them and kind of Grams's whole mindset of them not being ready to gain their powers and then in the end that making Piper realize that maybe they should stick together for a little bit longer even after that whole struggle of wanting their space and being able to have Piper and Leo be a married couple on their own, you know? So I just thought that it was very important. And then of course, like the little side plot with the, the cat, not a super important part of the episode, but I think that all of the history was very strong, you know? Yeah. 
And I think, you know, as far as the history with the cat thing, like the establishing of kind of Kit as their familiar was kind of the most interesting part of that. Exactly. For me. So what was your number three? My number three was All Hallowell's Eve. Really? Okay. Yes. I actually have um, that as number one. All right. So I put it because it is obviously a really strong episode we get again like we were mentioning in favorites all of the history of the hallowell line we get the near destruction of the hallowell line at the hands of cole we see that moment where cole struggles with whether or not to vanquish them and is like proud that they learned something which makes me question like does he have feelings for phoebe so that kind of created that storyline there for me and of course the revelation of the soulmates we got to see the sisters using their powers without actually having their active powers. So just their connectedness to being witches was really amazing in that episode. And I also really thought that the whole Daryl and Leo aspect of that episode was strong as well, kind of seeing them having to battle a demon without the sisters. Absolutely. And for all of those reasons, that's exactly why I put it as my number one. It just felt so strong in all of those ways seeing that connect between them and then having Daryl and Leo having their own subplot with the demon was like something we've never seen before, you know? And I just thought it was so strong for this season. Yes. How about uh, number two? Number two, I put All Hell Breaks Loose. Okay, that was my number one. Okay, yeah, I figured that it that it might be. <laughs> I definitely, I mean, is it any question why we both had that up there? No, like it's such an important episode. It's our finale and it's going to set us up for next season. We get left on this cliffhanger. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. We get Cole turned back. Phoebe might be staying in the underworld. We don't know what's happening. Shax, at the end, he leaves and survives and kills his innocent. They're innocent. Like the whole world finds out about them. Piper almost dies. Everything about this episode is just like one thing after another after another. And it just worked so well. And it was so chaotic and strong and entertaining and emotional from all of the characters, you know? Yeah. I think we saw some of our best performances of the series in that episode from both Shannon, Holly, and Brian. Like all oh, amazing yeah. performances. And not to say that Alyssa and Julian weren't like strong too. They were. They just didn't have as emotional of scenes as the other three. Exactly. I also loved... We finally got to see where all that fear of like, what if we get exposed? Like what would actually happen? So that was interesting. I think the time reset, kind of making those connections back to the season one finale was really great too. And I'll talk more about those when we get to our spoiler section. But yeah, I really loved that aspect of it as well. Absolutely. So what was your number two? My number two was sleuthing with the enemy. Oh, right. You did tell yes. me that. Mm -hmm. And then, and you know, my that... number one was All Hallowell's Eve and yours was... All Hell Breaks Loose. Exactly. So. Yeah. Great. I think we did pretty good on our top 10 there. There were so yeah. many strong episodes in this season. This was my hardest time picking a ball. Like, usually oh. I have, like, a little difficulty with the last, like, two or three, but I had such a hard time with the whole list this time around. Me too narrowing it down and kind of figuring out what outranks each other was so difficult because there's so much in this season. I reordered it like four different times I was like this here no this here <laughs> yep me too <laughs> took a lot out of me <laughs> so let's talk about favorite villains all right I wonder if we go uh 
four out of five like we did last time or if we just have totally different lists this season I know yeah ours was exactly the same to be fair like I said with the villains we didn't have a lot of like real villains throughout this season I felt like you know they were a lot more complicated this season I feel like which also made them a lot more interesting definitely and honestly, a, a few of the, I was trying to pick in like top five and it was especially difficult because there were a couple villains that we had that I didn't like at all. <laughs> I just <laughs> like did not like Clea? that. <laughs> oh no. She's number one on my list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. Oh all right. God. So who did you pick as number one? As number one, Cole. Okay, so I didn't include Cole because I was like, he's a season-long character who we're going to talk about when we talk about main character storylines. But if I was including him, he'd obviously be number one on mine too. Exactly. So I just like, I kind of had to in the sense of like, for the first, you know, half of the season or the first like third, whatever, he was like the big villain. So I had to include him as my favorite for several reasons, like his you know, his way of kind of learning more about them and slowly approaching it, attacking them from different angles, and also, like, kind of trying to get one up on Phoebe in order to um, find his way in and kill the sisters. Like, it still felt pretty, like, like he was definitely top villain for me when he yeah. was the villain, you know? So I picked Tara. <laughs> she was actually number four for me. Ooh, Okay. So I put her as number one because one, I love seeing a badass bitch. All right. And that's what Tara was for me. I loved the way that we had multiple different actors playing her. I thought that was a really fun way to bring in the episode. And I like the way she takes over Piper and like controls her personality and makes her so fun and like sexy and all these things. And I just think she's like really cool. I wish we could have seen her around a little bit longer. I like how she wasn't afraid of anybody. I mean, even though she did have that fear with the alchemist, like once he was gone, she was free and I loved it. Me too. I absolutely loved her like badass personality. Like you said, the multiple different characters playing her and just the way she brought that like energy it was beautiful I loved the whole personality of her that's why I had her on my list as well what about your number two so my number two I had Ames so okay I remember talking about that episode and just how fun Ames was like he's a true villain he's always thinking ahead he's smart he's funny he's charismatic but he's also like skeevy and that's yeah. why I really fucked with him as a villain and really loved that episode. So absolutely. I actually had him as my number three. All right, cool. For pretty much the same reasons. I love like the charisma, the the true villain aspects he brought of it, the cockiness and like just the comedy as a as a whole. Like I thought he was a great villain for the season and he was definitely my number three for that. Yeah. And I really love that his downfall was like his knowledge of the elders failing him because of course the charmed ones would go against the rules exactly not knowing that so for my number two and it might be a little weird but I actually put Shax Ooh, okay so I have him as my honorable mention I didn't put him on my list but I was very close to putting him on my list that's funny because I had him up there like 
everything about him as like the monster like his whole energy was so creepy the wind his like voice the way he talked and like didn't care and just went and like was so powerful against them I thought that he was such a good like monster and he didn't even have to say a lot you know like he just was so like strong in his performance and like just so simple I loved it I loved him yeah um also hot take Shaq's sexy question mark I know right (laughs) like maybe I'm just attracted to him (laughs) we already know I love the long hair (laughs) I don't know why but yeah like he has like four lines and I'm like am I a little bit in love with Shaq's maybe (laughs) do I have some feelings here I might honestly (laughs) I I really do but yeah, no, for all the reasons you said, like he was very close to being on my list, but I had to choose the person I chose above him, who I'll get to a little later, but I struggled with choosing between the two. Gotcha. So you know my number three was Ames. What did you put? I put Death. So not technically a villain. He's an antagonist for Prue, though, throughout most of the episode. And I really enjoyed their chemistry and the way he was just so blunt and straightforward throughout the episode. That all-knowingness, that no one can beat me-ness of him gave major villain vibes. And I loved it. I loved every minute he was on screen. Absolutely. I actually had him as my number five for this. I was like debating on whether or not I should put him on because of the same reason. Like he's not technically a villain, but like you said, as the antagonist, I definitely needed to put him on there. His like demeanor and mindset and the way he kind of fucks with Prue their chemistry together like it just he worked so well for me yeah definitely so my number four was Tara and yours mine was Shadow I was really I was he was like my honorable mention he really was I was going to put him that's hilarious I think that he was just probably the most fun villain we had all season I really enjoyed his energy I loved his creepiness I liked the way he took what he was and just played like went with it like really went for it right I absolutely agree I actually like I kept putting him on the list and then taking him off and like couldn't decide because of the same reasons like his energy his cockiness his like he's the most entertaining villain that we did have for sure yeah definitely And then who did you say was your number five? Death. Okay. And mine was the source. (laughs) Really? Of course it was. I had to put him because the buildup for him has been coming since the middle of season two. And finally seeing him on screen and kind of getting that like still hidden, like we met you, but we didn't meet you vibe was really interesting. So I liked the show did that. And I like the way he interacted with Cole and just, like, knows, like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm the source. Like, big villain energy. And I loved it. Absolutely. You know, I didn't even, the source didn't even cross my mind. I actually kind of forgot that we did meet him. Like, I totally would have put him on my list. Yeah, the, that was, that was good. The energy, it's kind of like the first time we've ever seen Cole be scared of a demon. Not scared, but, like, bow down to one in a sense he was definitely know? scared there was there was yeah. some fear there oh i i yeah i think you're right because like it even was... in his interactions with Raynor, there was like some sass there wasn't really fear but like with the source there was something very different there 
absolutely that like I'm gonna joke around because I'll just do whatever I want attitude that Cole usually have was gone yep now how about for innocence all right so my favorite innocent of the season had to go out to my boyfriend Reese Davidson oh okay yeah you know I honestly I thought you and I were gonna pick the same one Ooh, now I'm curious who did you pick and then I'll tell you why I picked Reese I picked Bo Ooh, okay all right <laughs> is Bo on he your is list on my list but he's my number five <laughs> what are you kidding he was my favorite I love him. I love him. Honestly, maybe I should scoot him up. I'm going to scoot him to four. No one's seen the rest of my list. I'm putting Bo as number four. We're making a last minute change here. (laughs) You explain why you picked Reese. All right. So I picked Reese because one, he was a multiple episode innocent, which I don't feel like we've had too many of those. So I was really interested in that aspect of his character. I really liked his interactions with Phoebe throughout and the way that he had this kind of harsh but protective vibe to him that we saw like especially with Andrea versus like with the sisters I also really liked his interaction with Cole in um Death Takes a Hallowell and of course the way he was so brave and willing to sacrifice himself in the face of death against the demons so yeah I actually I had him as my number five for the same reasons I loved like the way he was like you said he was willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good to protect the you know the innocence and like even though he did have this like weird energy between the sisters he was still an innocent and it was because he didn't know the truth he didn't know what they were actually there for he thought they were supporting this bad guy and he was trying to protect all these people and like save the world I guess from Cole's evilness I don't know he I don't know what he thought Cole was or how he thought Cole was doing these things. But like, at the end of the day, he was a great guy, great cop, and very strong personality. Absolutely loved him. Yes. But I I had to pick my boy, Bo. I mean, I loved Bo. And even like, I guess I would put Bo slash Isabel, both of them. I mean, he was so strong. He was so, like, he wasn't even willing to trust Prue and Cole and you know, he, he stood up to them, even though Isabel was like so scared and he knew that he might die. He believed in the townspeople. And also he took the whips like a champ and Isabel, like just caring for him so much, standing up to Sutter more than anybody. Like, I just thought they played so well in this episode. And I, I just loved them as our innocence. Yeah. So I had Bo at, I'm moving him to number four and I had Isabel at number three. So they were definitely both up there for me. I chose Bo for all the reasons you're saying. I also like the way he had the magical connection with Phoebe and kind of had that power in him and also that really great connection with Prue in that they were both like these great forces of good. I love Isabel in the way that she's willing to stand up for her brother in the way that she stands up to Sutter in a time where that was not like a thing for her to be doing as a woman and as a woman of color. So I really loved seeing that aspect of her character and just that really strong woman that of course we know our sisters to be. And I love seeing other characters represent that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I kind of had them smushed together, but yeah, no, they would, they're right up there for me as well. So what about your number two? My number two, I had Father Thomas. 
Really? Yes. So I put Father Thomas because I really, really loved his interaction with Prue. I loved seeing that fatherly role and the way that he was able to give her advice and then find within himself after years of being lost and like hating himself because he couldn't use his gift anymore, realizing that it was always within him the whole time and he could still help people. I really loved that storyline and I really loved him as a character. I did as well for all the re- I put him actually as my number three. I loved Father Thomas. He, for all the reasons you said, especially that fatherly aspect for Prue and being that person for her, and despite his his own issues, like realizing who he is at the end and kind of taking that tough love from Piper and everything, it was a really great, like, a really great character, I think. Who did you have at number two? I put Top. Okay. So Prue's, you know, demon ex-boyfriend. As much as like, yeah, he was technically the demon. I love that they were able to save him in the end and he was able to like choose his family over um over this demonic world that he had, you know, fallen into a bad path over. You could see that his humanity was coming back slowly as like Prue was trying to get it. Like I just thought he did such a great job playing that character and kind of that battle within him. And then at the end, finally, like choosing his mother and being there for her. It was so great to me. Yeah, honestly, I was very close to putting him on my list as well. And I really love that his love story was with his mom rather than like with Prue. I like that it was that love that saved him. So I really liked that. Yeah, absolutely. So my number three was Father Thomas and yours was Isabel, you said? Yes. Okay, and Boa's number four. I actually put Katie as my number four. Oh, okay. I just thought she was adorable and like her little like sadness over her family and like still wanting to protect this like fairy and just kind of the way that she was goofing around with the sisters and such a strong little girl. Like I just thought she was the most adorable, most like perfect little innocent we could have had, you know? Yeah, honestly, I see everything you're saying. I don't know how she slipped my mind, but yeah, she's just the definition of innocent, so... Absolutely. How about number five? So I had to put Reese for number five and you had Bo there. So what was yours? I now my number five is Jana. So I like the role she plays in the season of kind of giving Cole over to evil. I like how talented of a witch she is, how brave she is in the face of death when Raynor and Cole are about to kill her. I love the way she's so fierce with the amulet and the way she teaches something to the charmed one. So I really like what her character brought to the season. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of, I didn't even, I don't know how she slipped me. Like I, I definitely liked Janna as well. She was very strong and like a great innocent, you know, it was nice to see another witch who like knew what she was doing. And then like the whole ginger in the cabinets and having this cream like knowing all of these things that the sisters don't even know as a witch like she was she was great if I had not forgotten I definitely would have put her on my list and as an honorable mention I have to put Brooke and Christopher because that love story was just too cute Ooh, all right I'll I'll say that yeah I like them too (laughs) (laughs) all right do we want to talk about characters journeys right now yeah, so I guess let's start with the most obvious question of all. Where the fuck was Daryl all season? I know. I have 
literally no idea I was so confused about it like why did he have like another show or something yeah I did not look up what Dorian Gregory was doing but like why did we only see him like six times the entire season I know and a lot of it was like anytime he was like he would get mentioned a lot but it was always like phone calls or something or like oh well I'll go let Daryl know but like we didn't get to see him very much so he didn't really have much of a plot line this season I know I mean, we did find out a little bit more about his family, I guess, because his wife, I think, was mentioned for the first time in this season. We saw some cute interactions with him and the sisters earlier on, and then, like we said, he just kind of vanished into thin air and then resurfaced in the end. I loved his role in the finale and the way he protected the sisters so much. I love Daryl. I hope to see more of him in season four. Me too. I really hope that we get to see him come back around. He definitely nailed it in the season finale, and I'm glad that they reminded us that, hey, he's not gone. He's still here. I know. (laughs) Because all his appearances this episode, or this season rather, were really good. I mean, we had him in the opening episode working with the sisters to go after um, the Guardians. Yeah, Yeah, so he was right in there fighting the Guardians. Then we had him, of course, in All Hallowell's Eve, fighting with Leo. So we saw some of that growth in him working more with magic. But then we see kind of like a step back from that later in the season where like, yeah, he's involving the sisters. I mean, he gets them into that crime scene and look who's barking with just no explanation. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have in the final episode how the captain reacts to finding out the Hallowells are witches and kind of how that affects his career and how he's still there to protect them up until, of course, time gets reset. Absolutely. We also get a little glimpse of him in um San Francisco. Yes. Trying to, like, I guess he was in charge of the whole, like, SWAT team or whatever. That was yeah. Like. For some reason, he's a homicide investigator, but, like, also was just completely in charge of SWAT. Normal. I know. Makes so much sense. Great. <laughs> Definitely not plot sake. No. <laughs> Couldn't be. Not this show. <laughs> so what about Prue? All right. So Prue, I loved her storyline this season. This is a very Prue-focused season, in my opinion. We get so much Prue. Mm-hmm. And like, Shannon Doherty has always been the top-billed actress of the show. She's always been considered the main character. But I feel like this is the season where I really, really see it. There are so many proof-focused episodes, and most of them are really, really good. I loved seeing her starting off the season with that super, like, focus on demons, stopping the triad, all of that. Then we see her throughout the season kind of, like we were saying, go back and forth between, like, am I interested in love? Am I not interested in love? And we did have kind of the payoff for that in Just Harry, like we talked about during that episode recording. But I still feel like early on, the writers just didn't know what to do with her character. I'm I'm sticking to that. I think that that's true. And I think that they figured out a way to work with it and just harried when they said like, oh, one side of me wants it and one side of me doesn't. Yeah. I wish again that like in the last few episodes of the season, not that people can't not have a love interest, but if it was important to prove, which she did express that it was, I wish that we could have seen more of that, but I did like also the aspect of her struggling with dating because that's real too. Like sometimes you want to put yourself out there and you're just not finding anybody. So that worked as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was definitely some things that I know we had discussed were a little bit like hot and cold with the show, 
where, you know, either she's interested or she's not, or she is or she isn't. And that constant back and forth, like you said, maybe they just didn't know what to do with her character at first. They definitely did make it work. And at the end of the day, when it comes to her love life, like she still has yet to find something exactly. But we kind of learn that she wants to be a little more focused on just herself in general, whether that means like finding a love life or anything, just very focused on finding that balance this season. And she started out like, so I feel like we always see her go to the extremes with whatever she wants, like workaholic or, you know, demon centric, you know, or or really looking for love, like one or the other, you know, she's just so heavy set on one thing. And then you, we kind of see her try to take a step back and focus more on what she wants and have a perfect balance in her life and work towards something like that, you know, and, and learn to not be so on top of the girls all the time, you know, like her kind of struggle battling with that feeling of like, they don't need me anymore. Like I don't, but like, I've always been that person. So she's just kind of learning how to be somebody else, you know, be somebody that she's never really been before, but also still, um, still be her, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I really liked the way that we saw her connections with both her sisters in this season. I think we see her letting them grow up. You know, they are all young women, like Piper and Phoebe can do their own things. They're both growing up. And I think Prue had that realization this season. We see, of course, she's always going to be protective of them and always take care of them. But she's also recognizing that they can do things on their own, which means she can take some of that time to focus on herself, like you were saying. Absolutely. Question. Did the show forget that Prue has a career? I feel like her working was mentioned like twice the entire season. That's what I'm saying. I like we it was so weird because I feel like Prue was always work, work, work in the other two seasons. And we got like none of that here. Yeah, like we got like one mention like, oh, I had a photo shoot yesterday. And like, that would be it. I know we don't. Yeah, we don't really get to see anything about that in this season at all they were so focused on everything else in her life you know yeah it was weird so what about piper so i loved piper this season i think we're seeing so much more of like that and a lot of it is because she's directly interacting with the people she's close to like we're not seeing her with strangers or in like uncomfortable situations as frequently but I just see so much more like confidence in Piper. We yeah. have those moments of insecurity, especially like when she's having conversations with Leo, which for me just shows the strength of their relationship that she is open and vulnerable with him that way. We see, of course, their whole marriage storyline, the way she fights so hard for their relationship and then almost gives up on their wedding day only for them to end up stronger. We see her once again struggling between her witch self and wanting a normal life, which we learned could possibly come from the fact that she just feels inadequate as a witch compared to her sisters. Yeah, it definitely could. I mean, I we saw we saw saw a very different Piper this season, I feel like. She was always, like we said, the more like reserved one, kind of all of those things. And even in power outage, when we finally see her like say what she wants to say and like let it all out and kind of be more truthful with her sisters and with everything in her life you know she I liked seeing that confidence in her and seeing her still have that middle child role but grow up so much as a woman and her whole marriage with Leo we get to see her fight so 
hard for this relationship and then finally get it and then we get to see like the slow aftermath of like what comes next the honeymoon and you know maybe moving or moving to the different room like I love that we got to see like the growth of their entire relationship and marriage throughout this entire season you know while they're working together and like you said her being so vulnerable with him it shows the strength in their love and it 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 just it played so well for me this season for her character yeah, I also loved seeing her standing up to her sisters and kind of putting more of her thoughts out there, like you were talking about in the moving out storyline. Because we see kind of the differences between that and like in Pre-Witched, where like she was so like in between, whereas here she's like more willing to, yes, she steps into that middle sister role very often, but she also can express her own opinions, her own needs, her own desires to her sisters, which is important. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. And of course, Piper finally got another power at the end of the season. I know, so exciting. Like, the most badass power of the sisters' powers? Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. And I feel like they, I mean, I like the way they made it happen and the way they kind of explained the power. And then seeing Piper, of course, just goes back to, like, such Piper, where she's just, like, all insecure about it and nervous about it, and then, like finally gaining that strength to come out and like figure it out you know her her powers and yeah like she was vanquishing demons left and right in those last couple episodes go piper and then of course having like the fact that leo was the one that made her come out of her shell and learn to accept this new destiny or new power that she has was great for me yeah and then i mean career-wise obviously piper still owns p3 things are going well there I mean it seems to be the whole family's main source of income because Prue never goes to work (laughs) I know and they're there every night and it's packed every time we see it so yeah like it's always popping so good job Piper you are a successful businesswoman love to see it yeah absolutely nailed it (laughs) she even hosted her fucking high school reunion somehow (laughs) I know like good for you okay so how about for Phoebe So I really loved Phoebe's storylines this season. We finally got a long-term love interest for Phoebe. And I mean, the Cole and Phoebe storyline is one of my favorites in the show. Me as Um, well. So I was excited for that to be coming up. And I loved watching it because I was trying really hard to like not get attached too quickly and like let myself feel it as it developed. So I loved that. We see Phoebe finish college this season. I know. She graduated. Crazy. What's next for her? I know I'm very interested to see like where Phoebe's going career-wise after this. I like that they didn't just kind of rush into her having a job. They actually had her go back to school and enjoy it. We get to see like her intelligence really show through in this season. And even like last season when she first started college, she's so invested in it. She she loves what she does. She actually cares for school, wants to finish it, wants to get it done. And on top of that, we finally have this long-term love interest for her, someone who she's fallen so hard for and fights so hard for as well, just like, you know, Piper does for Leo. Like, we see Phoebe is such a lover girl at heart and just always going to be that innocent little girl. 
and as strong as she is we get to see those sides of her and I really loved her storyline this season with those things you know me too and I loved the things it revealed about her this love storyline we've always seen Phoebe as kind of like more independent like she was never looking for anything serious especially in season one she's like I just want to have like fun no strings attached Mm -hmm. but then we see her here with Cole and she expresses things like where she has felt used by men in the past and like where she has always wanted someone who like really loves and understands her and so the way she then found that and then was so willing to fight for that and really like protect him from everything including her sisters and the entire fucking underworld was amazing so I loved that absolutely that's a bad bitch if I've ever seen one Yes. And I mean, we've seen her do that for other people she loves too. So that's always been part of her personality, but it was nice seeing it in that regard as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was. And of course she got her new power this season as well. She did very early on. We got to see that levitation power. So yeah, that was in like the first episode of the season, right? That she got her power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good for her as well. Obviously that one's not like a crazy badass power, but I think it works for her in the in the whole sense of like she's a fighter she can kick ass and like that's definitely going to help her with those things you know yeah definitely I think it really adds to kind of like her fighting skills though I don't feel like they use it as much as like they could like I feel like the writers could put it in there much more often than they do absolutely all right now how about for Leo so Leo this season, obviously we see him as a main character all the way through. He's in, I think, every episode, if not almost every single episode this season. So it was really fun having him as a true main cast member. I loved seeing him go from like, oh, I have to do whatever the elders say to standing up to the elders and standing up to Victor for him and Piper's love, which obviously his main role in the show is to be Piper's man, so... Yeah, we get to see a lot of, like, his storyline was him and Piper. And not only was Piper the one fighting for the relationship, but Leo was as well. And like you said, we get to see him stand up to the bosses. We get to see him fight for their love. And not only that, but we do still get to see that connection develop between him and all the sisters, you know? And now they, like, since he's been in every episode and he always seems to be around, we get to see them all kind of, like, constantly interacting and just seems so much more of a family like he has become part of them and they're one unit now all together and I like that I like that he's become that person in their lives you know so I I definitely like that we got to see that develop in him this season yeah I love that power of four family dynamic that they're introducing also I love how by the end of the season it's apparently just okay for Leo to orb them now even though it was always like I can't orb you well I could orb Piper because she's my wife actually I could just fucking orb anyone anytime yeah like okay (laughs) show was a little hot and cold about that one yes so now on to the best one of all Cole Cole our boy Cole oh my god I feel like we got everything that Cole is we saw beginning to end in this season like we got to see his ability to play good like pretend to be good and then of course develop that love for Phoebe and struggle internally with that good and evil side of him it was amazing like seeing how much he cared for her how much they really did love each other although it was kind of toxic he still like 
had that internal struggle and has been trying to fight it. And we got to see a lot of depictions of it as almost like an addiction, which was an interesting way of going about it in the show. But I do think that at the end of the day, he played that part very, very well. In yeah, every I mean, chance he had. Yeah. Like you said, we saw so many different sides of Cole. I mean, we saw a master manipulator Cole in the beginning. Then we saw kind of like lover boy Cole once him and Phoebe really get involved. We've seen funny Cole. We've seen like hockey Cole. We've seen evil Cole. We've seen struggling with evil Cole. Mm-hmm. We've seen trying to shut off his emotions and forget the way he feels, which like, what a mood. Cause like, if I could do that, I would too, babe. Like me? <laughs> give me that ability right now. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely love that. So yeah. Then, I mean, doing everything. whatever it takes to save his girl at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. We got everything from him this season. Like we got to see all of the different struggles and, you know, difficulties with his character. And I think that he played his role very well. And I think that the story that they had going for him made a lot of sense to me and it worked really well. Yeah, no, it was amazing development over the season. And I'm definitely excited to see where his character is going in the future. Me as well. All right, let's talk about the Hallowells as a whole. I mean, we got a lot of glimpses of Victor, Patty, Grams. What did we think of their appearances this season? I loved it. I feel like we got a lot of history between all of them. We got to figure out kind of a little more about what happened, although some of it we still did have some questions about. Um, We got to figure out a little bit more about their family dynamic. And then kind of even though, like, especially when we got to see Victor and Patty together or working together for Piper's wedding and trying to save her, like, we still got to see a little bit of that love that they have for each other and just that care and that the way they're proud of themselves for the family that they've developed, you know? And I like that Victor is now their father. Like he, they've accepted him as that role and he's finally back in their lives and we get to hopefully see more of him as the show continues out, you know? Yeah, definitely. I really loved Victor this season. It's such a change from the Victor we saw when he surfaced in season one and not just because it's literally a different actor. (laughs) But um, I really love the way they've added this softness to his character and this ability to connect with his daughters. I really loved the moments between him and Prue this season. Mm -hmm. Not that I didn't love the moments with him and Phoebe or Piper, which I thought were also strong, but seeing that connection grow and the way it affected her was really important to her character as well. So I really loved those moments. Like you mentioned, seeing Victor and Patty work together to help Piper was really strong because at the end of the day, like, you do need to put your kids first, no matter what happens between you guys, like, making sure that your daughter's good and that she doesn't give up on love just because it didn't work out between you two. Mm -hmm. Very important, very amazing, so healthy. These people have maybe been to therapy, I feel. Probably. That would make sense. Grams, of course. I loved seeing the flashbacks with her. I love the way that we saw that she was obviously involving Patty in the girl's childhood. I like the way she struggled with whether or not to allow them to get their powers. And then, of course, we had her very funny death scene, um, (laughs) (laughs) which was Destiny intervening. So I really liked that storyline, even if it didn't quite add up with a lot of the things we knew previously. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. So spoiler free predictions for season four. What do we think just based off of how season three ended? What could we possibly be coming up on here? So I know this isn't a huge like it wasn't like something that really got talked about a lot 
during um season three or anything but we did have in season two and everything when they went to the future and piper and leo had kids and then this season we have them getting married and having their you know love life together like is that the next step for them i'm wondering like if maybe they will have kids this next season or coming up soon and i Ooh, I, I are really we gonna looking have a baby to that's what i'm wondering like they did in the future and they're finally married so i wonder if that's gonna be like something that comes up you know so i'm yeah. definitely looking forward to seeing what the next step is for them in that way yeah i'm definitely looking forward to what's to come for those two in their relationship we've seen a lot of from the middle of the season onward really positive aspects of their relationship I'm hoping the show is not going to throw more drama into Piper and Leo. Like, I hope we can let them just be happy. I wonder if they will end up eventually moving out because, you know, they decided to stay in the manor for now. But especially yeah. if, like you were saying, if they do decide to have a baby, will they decide to move out too? Like, what will happen then? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, looking forward. I have a lot of questions, a lot of interests in what's next in the development for their relationship, you know? Yeah. What about uh, Piper in general? Anything else for her character you think could come up? Well, first of all, we have her unconscious on the ground at the end of season three, so is she okay? I know, like, I'm I'm hoping that both the sisters, because both of them ended up on the floor, I'm wondering if they're okay, we kind of just left off on a cliffhanger there. I can, I mean, being that there's another four seasons to go, or five, I can't imagine that, you know, they're, they aren't or that they wouldn't be finding some way to to save them in this situation. So I'm very excited to see if that happens and how they kind of go about that, what happens to them. For Piper, I don't know. I'm hoping that she gets a grip on her new powers. I'm hoping that she becomes a little stronger and a little more confident in herself, especially being that now she has someone who supports her no matter what. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I wonder if maybe there will be any developments in P3. I feel like she's pretty much set in her career and her love life as of now. So I wonder what other like storylines they're going to throw this, what th throw her way, you know? Yeah. I'm wondering, cause you know, we kind of have the sisters have their little things in terms of magic and Piper seems to be potion making. So I'll see if like, maybe there'd be more of that next season for her. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder how her struggle will be next season when it comes to the whole idea of being a witch in general, because we know that each season we've seen a lot of that from her. So I wonder if maybe she is going to eventually give that up or, you know, keep battling that. that yeah, feeling that of kind like... of internal conflict for her. Exactly. Yeah. And for Phoebe, we left off on the source basically saying, He's going to kill her and she's trapped in hell. Like, right. he like had she that has guy to... be like, go kill Phoebe. And it was like, what? Yeah, and she had made that deal that, like, she would stay in the underworld. So does she die? Do they stay in the underworld? What happens to her in cold? Do they just, like, become evil after this? Yeah, like, like are they going to be our big bads of season four? They're taking over the underworld together? I know, like, what exactly is happening in this moment? Like, there's so much confusion here. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, she's done with school. Do we know what her major was? What is her career going to be? Well, maybe Queen of Hell, but if she does make it back <laughs> to the Earth, what might her career be? I have no idea because I don't even know what she was studying. I don't either. I Didn't she do some Like, she took some a psychology psych class. class. Yeah. She took an ethics class. I don't... Maybe her major was psychology. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, she definitely... I mean, she had a lot of, like, classes that could, I guess, kind of 
play into a lot of different things but yeah maybe we'll see if like she gets a career this season and what happens to her you know yeah she finds I wonder if her and Cole will continue to be toxic as fuck or if they'll kind of become more Piper and Leo and have a little more stability absolutely and we know how much they've struggled this entire season I wonder if like things yeah ever just kind of calmed down for them yeah and like are they gonna make it out of the underworld together like what is gonna happen I have no idea me neither (laughs) and what about Prue what are our predictions for her so Prue also unconscious yeah I'm hoping that maybe next season we'll see Prue maybe finally find a lover we haven't really seen her with anyone since Andy not like legitimately anyway and I definitely like I wonder if maybe they'll continue that plot for her obviously we know that they're not so focused on her career but maybe she finally does find this balance and maybe we see a lover for her or maybe maybe they all just die because that's kind of the cliff cliffhanger yeah maybe they're all actually dead and the show just (laughs) resumes and literally leo is our new star of the show in season four it's just leo and daryl it's leo and daryl that's the new show perfect (laughs) but yeah no i'm hoping that we'll see those things you were mentioning for prue maybe that we'll see a little bit more of her powers growing and kind of her being the badass which she is with her sisters so that's what I'm hoping for yeah definitely me too and I'm hoping next season now that we finally got a glimpse of the source does that mean that he's gonna be starting to appear more are they finally gonna have their battle with him what's gonna happen there you know, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like that. taking a guess that the source is really finally going to be our big bad of season four. Like, I think he's yeah. coming in. I'm That's... we've seen him and I'm thinking we're going to keep seeing him. I think so, too. Now that he's finally appeared, I can't imagine that they just take him away like that. And especially if like Phoebe makes it out of the underworld, I don't see him letting that go easily. No, not at all. Yeah. Especially Phoebe and Cole. Yeah. And also, what happens if they do kill the source? Does that, like, eliminate all demons? Like, what, or... Oh, yeah, we don't like, really know, like, how the power structure works if the source is killed. Like, yeah, does that happens? tumble the? Does that tumble the, or crush the balance of good and evil? Like, we don't know exactly what will happen if something goes down between them, you know? Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing all of that. Yeah, and of course, do they vanquish Shax in season four, I guess, is our other question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, since he did we ended. survive. Exactly. I forgot about that. Definitely a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. Can't wait. So. Spoilers? Spoiler section. Let's get to it. All right. First time viewers, get yourselves out of here unless you want to hear spoilers, because we're talking about what we know. Yep, we're going in heavy i am so excited for Paige to come along but i am so sad that we're losing prue like i really am gonna i we built such a connection with her especially talking about this whole season like i can't believe it yeah i my connection to prue has grown so much in this watch and i think part of the reason i probably have never had this much difficulty letting her go before like I mean, you weren't even born before Prue got killed off the show. So like, obviously, like anytime you watched it, Paige was always there. But like, when I remember watching it, like it was seasons with Paige. Like I remember going back and watching the episodes with Prue. But like when I started watching it live, it was seasons with Paige. 
Gotcha. So like, because I mean, think about it. In 2001, when they killed off Prue, I was five. Yeah. So like, I don't really remember watching episodes before that if I did. So like, I think that's why I've always just been like, oh, well, Prue dies in season three. Like that was always just something I knew. Mm -hmm. So, but this watch with how much we've examined her character, I've grown so attached to her. Like, I'm like, I don't want Prue to go anywhere. Me neither. It does make me very sad. I've, I've grown so attached to her as well. I mean, and then of course we do have them killing Shax and the source and Paige coming along and having this whole new power of three. Now Piper's the oldest, Phoebe's the middle sister and Paige is the youngest. Like it's such a, it's going to be such a different dynamic seeing them and talking about this new um, setup for them, you know? Yeah, no, I'm really excited for the way the sister dynamics are going to shift and to talk about that as it we see it developing. I'm really interested in the way that obviously we're going to react to Paige as a character. I'm really excited to see how I'm going to feel about her in this close watch, um, especially early on. Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited to like kind of have that discussion because we've we've had these three from the start, Prue, Piper, and Phoebe, but now, like you said, the whole thing is going to shift and I'm so excited to talk about that. I'm so excited to see what our thoughts are going to be on Paige this watch around you know yeah and then like then we do have piper and leo having a baby which i don't think that even happens till season, season five, five but yeah. i'm still looking forward to it a lot. we find out she's pregnant in the season four finale i'm pretty sure and then okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well definitely looking forward to that another thing i wanted to mention because this is some and i can't wait till it comes along so that we can finally talk about all hell breaks loose like we can finally bring this up the cleaners yes 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 so yes, where were yes. they when this happened if they I could was just thinking erase that things the whole fucking time like it was it like bothers the, the, me like the so elders much. the fucking villains of the series here are like we can't do anything to help you like mm. And then there's the cleaners. Go work with Tempest, a demon. I know, like, really, that's her only option. And then they bring them along. And I wish that, like, I don't even know, do they even, like, bring that up when it happens? Are they ever even, like, well, you know. um, Wait, so you mean this whole time, rooted enough to fucking die? Literally, like, they wouldn't, I'm surprised that they never said that when the cleaners finally do come along, that they're not, like, like, oh, so where were you guys when Prue died, you know? I don't literally. think that they ever said that. Because the cleaners are even like, oh, well, every other time you've been able to handle it yourself. Uh, no, they weren't able to. Tempest had to do it. Yeah, that's true. It makes not a lot of sense. Which also was the vanquish of Tempest, so. Exactly. And of course, uh, break my fucking heart. Cole becoming the source. Oh my god, Cole being our real big bad of season four. I, I can't wait for that switcheroo because like, the way all season three, I'm like, is Cole the big bad? No, he's not. Maybe he is. Yep. And he we're is. gonna see it come back and hit us hard. And poor Phoebe, it's gonna hit her like a truck, losing her sister and then losing the love of her life. Oh God. It's gonna be a season, and I'm looking oh. forward to it so much. Oh my God, yeah, it's gonna be a crazy, crazy season, and I'm very, very excited for it. Any other kind of like spoilery type things we want to talk about before we wrap up i mean there's 
a lot of things, but they don't come along until like there's other things that I'm looking forward to, but those are more like season five, season six things. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But uh, for season four, I think everything we talked about are definitely things that I'm all looking forward to, you know? Yeah, I feel like season four is kind of a reset. So in some ways Mm -hmm. it is progressing us forward, but it's almost like a return to season one in other ways because we do have that new sister, that new witch. So I'm really excited to explore it in that aspect as well as in the continuing storylines. Exactly. We get to see them kind of starting, starting over again. And it's very exciting to me. And then I like watching... Like, I'm excited for the development of Paige, where she starts out very, like, innocent and not super accepted as the sister. And then, like, her struggle with replacing, not replacing, but, like, kind of feeling like she has to fill in uh, Prue's shoes. And just, like, starting out as, like, whoa, what the hell's going on? And then kind of becoming the most witchy sister of them all. I'm so looking forward to seeing that development in her. Yeah, me too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. Either way, We hope you'll join us back next time for another bonus episode, Farewell to Prue.